you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The Around the NFL podcast is more scientific than DDFP. Oh, beautiful, beautiful San Francisco, California. The Fishman's Wharf, that's a great place. But here we are at the <laughs> Media Center Radio Row Welcome back to another edition of the Around the NFL podcast. My name is Dan Hanses. I am joined by a room filled with heroes, Mark Sessler, Chris Wessling, and Greg Rosenthal. What up, boys? Hey, Dan. This is exciting. We're back. Very exciting. Back here at Radio Row. I mean, all the, all the luminaries are all around us, and we're just on a stage, a humble podcast, trying to fit in. And that the music is cranking here, so if we don't appear to actually understand what any of each other is saying, that is why. That's genuine. We cannot hear a thing anyone's saying. <laughs> so. Another thing I don't understand, by the way, is I'm getting banged. I'm getting legit heat on Tuesday's show about wearing a suit jacket, and then the Kissing Cousins <laughs> show up wearing suit jackets. We take our cue from you, Dan. I'll tell you what. Matching jeans, it's cute. Look, you guys I mean, are a kind of a high-level Machiavellian move on your part, so we've countered I have now countered by declaring vengeance upon both of you. Not going to go well for you. All right. This is the Thursday edition of the Around the NFL podcast live from San Francisco. The site, site-ish of Super Bowl 50, which is now, guys, just three days away. I can't believe. And thank God. I mean, thank God that we're almost here. I, I think everyone's ready to get to the game. It's the same way every year. Uh, I know, uh, Mark, you have been, and we're going to get into it, but you've been embedded with the Denver Broncos. Snoop Dogg showed up today. That, yeah. That's when it's time to get going. That is. And I think that the players, you know, real quickly, talking to them, they seem ready to say goodbye to the media and all the nonsense and just get mm. on with the game. Speak for yourself, though. I would love to get angry texts from Mark about 7.30, 8 in the morning, sometimes 6.30 in the morning. I got a wake-up text from Mark yesterday. <laughs> I like getting that every day of sure. my life. About I can make that happen. He's unhappy with some sort of incident going on at the Broncos' availability. Mark has well. to wake up at 5.30 every morning out here. So 5.30, try 5, Greg. Put it this way. I'm looking forward to, after we tape today, getting to the hotel bar, having a few, and then hearing some stories from Mark about what transpired today, a day in the life of Mark Sessler. Last night was a fun night for the old Zeuser. Uh, a lot of people are rechar recharging their bar batteries, but I am the party correspondent, of course, uh, for Around the NFL. View from the 50 blog. Uh, I had a plus one, mm. and uh, someone stepped up, and it was the great Connie Fox. Colleen Wolf uh, right. went as my platonic date to the Jay Glazer party, Glazer Palooza. I like that you have to point that out. You're both married. I, I would have assumed it was platonic. You well, know. you don't know if, like, Gonzo's listening, if my wife Emily's listening. You just want to get it out there and make it. Check that box. Yeah, check that box, exactly. Yeah. And uh, that was a wild party to be at. Um, I still have a lot of things. Some of it I can't talk about. But mm. I did, I did, Mark, uh, I did happen to bump into someone that yeah. 
I, uh, you sent me a text when I sent a, an image of me and Hugh Jackson, the new Browns well, coach. You were very jealous. I was furious. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I, I was like, you know, last night I got to get up early. I'm going to get some rest, stay in, and I'm greeted with what is the worst-case scenario for me, <laughs> lifelong Browns fan, is Dan's hanging out with Hugh Jackson. I missed that. I was watching Anthony Jeselnik clips on YouTube. <laughs> who, who? Anthony oh, Jeselnik, mean, a friend of I'm not aware. Oh, you mean the host of the uh, Rosenthal and Jeselnik Vanity Project. Uh, download on iTunes. Well, Thanks, Mark. That's good. That's good, Greg. Uh, but here's the good news. Uh, Colleen Wolf, intrepid journo that she is, did uh, manage to have a conversation with Hugh Jackson, and uh, this is what came out of that. Hey, Mark, how, how are you doing? I'd like to say hello to the dog pound. I hope you're in the dog pound, and let's go brown. Wow. Right, a message here. specifically for Mark. That is amazing. All right, you know what? I was very upset. I am no longer upset. <laughs> you have done well by me. That is fantastic. He's what welcoming a coach. you to the dog pound. You got to go watch a game there with him. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get there. Thank you. All right. Thank so you. that's what's, and we'll keep going to a Madden party tonight, and more parties through the well, weekend. Well, you had some crazy stories there too. There's, there's athletes inappropriately acting Ooh. towards some of the ladies. That's not good. Some dabbing on the dance <laughs> some floor. Some dabbing. Marshawn Lynch made an appearance. Uh, you know, there was a, a guy Fieri was in the house. Wow. Tommy Lee, the Motley Crue drummer, was uh, DJing at one point. Uh, you know, Jay Glazer's party bring, brings the heat every year. And Dan, Dan is the party guy, of course, of the group. He's been writing View from the 50. Everyone should check it out. But, you know, you've also been showing off your athletic side. I mean, we've been we're waiting for this game. So Dan was selfless enough to show off his athleticism during the week and we're going to get to watch a little bit of that there you go that's called a one-handed catch what a grab you know it's very difficult as you're going to see in this video if you're watching on youtube to get out of that uh that <laughs> block of green uh i don't even know like what would you call those things a styrofoam abyss H handsome hank shot that and he had quite a lot of fun watching me struggle to get out of that pit <laughs> Um, I thought you were going to bring up the, our little ping pong match yesterday. Oh, I wasn't even going to yeah. go there. But, yeah, I destroyed you after Greg, a lot of trash talking. I wouldn't call it destroyed, but Greg did in an exhibition. Dispatched with. In an exhibition match, Greg, who was <laughs> uh, the Martha's Vineyard prep team, was a tennis oh, player. Please. That translated, obviously, to ping pong. TD, what's up, by the way? TD on the ones and twos. What's going on, guys? How's it, how you guys doing? How are you? TD. I know. Uh, I we got to get this. you. We got to get you some, you know, some spinning what? records. No, no, no. I don't have no spinning records. Sydney and Brandon and the rest of the team are doing all the work back in LA. I'm just here so I won't get fined. You're you just know? like a prop, basically. <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah. hope the prop doesn't fall on well, you this Wes time. Wes actually introduced me to someone. <laughs> Good one. Wes actually introduced me to someone as the former producer, and I, you know, I felt kind of slighted oh, by it. Wow. Oh, wow. Like, no, I'm still involved. I'm still here. Oh, Wes, that's a shot. You know? Shot? I thought it was accurate. Well, TD's, <laughs> TD's doing a good job <laughs> helping us out uh, today. And, yes, uh, Sydney and Brandon do an awesome job back in Culver City. Big show coming up today. Uh, we have uh, a little news in the NFL uh, regarding a report uh, connecting Colin Kaepernick to the New York Jets. So I think uh, we all have opinions on that. I know I certainly do. We're going to hand out uh, some Super Bowl superlatives. Mm. Uh, each of us will uh, throw out some superlatives as we look ahead to the big game uh, between, of course, Mark. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals and New England Patriot. No. Oh. Sorry. It's been Big a long spot. week. Yeah, I'm tired. It's been a long week. Uh, yes, the Denver Broncos are in the Super Bowl, Mark. We're going to make our Super Bowl picks, and we're also going to get an old friend uh, to join us a little later. He is uh, known around the world. Well, it's his name, Connor Orr. Mm. Maybe a little Orr, are you kidding me? Maybe. Maybe we'll cap it a little Orr, are you kidding me? So that's the show, and, uh, you know, let's get right to it and start with some news. I'm just about that action, boss. Yeah, it was strained. Everybody's dabbing at one point on the dance floor I at the Glazer party. I, Were you? I, I stayed out of it. Mm. I was just drinking my Greyhounds, minding my business. And then Lynch shows up, Marshawn, and, you know, the whole thing, everything went up a notch when Lynch, when wow. he walks in the room, there's a little, changes the temperature a little bit. He's that guy. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. that's interesting, though. In a room full of professional athletes, star media people, like big stars, that he's still the big guy in the room. He moves the needle. He does. Uh, by the way, before we get too much further into the show, this show is sponsored, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. Wes, here's your big chance. Uh, do you like money? I do. I love it. Do you want more of it? I want so much more of it. Well, guess what? Give, uh, give an old friend of the show a call, Scott. Scott Trade. 
Scott, send me a lifeline. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> that was that very good. Wes, on fire. Scott Trade, all your financial needs uh, are there for you just with that one company. It's pretty I mean, amazing. It's amazing. We, we begged for a sponsor for months. Dan did, and Scott Trade came through. Yes. So let's get into the news now. We'll start with a quarterback situation with the Jets. Ryan Fitzpatrick had one of the best seasons uh, in team history, barring, of course, the fourth quarter of Week 17. Uh, he is going to be a free agent. The, the expectation is that the Jets will bring him back, but the New York Daily News reported that Colin Kaepernick wants out of San Francisco and would like to play for the Jets. Uh, this, repute, uh, this report was disputed uh, by other outlets. Uh, Manish Mehta, who's been on the show before, uh, did the reporting for the Daily News. Uh, he says that Kaepernick wants to the Jets, and then Brandon Marshall, Jets wide receiver, who had really one of the best seasons in franchise history from a wide receiver, said, I don't want Kaepernick on this team. I like Fitz. He finally he finally is in this offense with Chan Gailey, and he could be a big quarterback for many, many years. We'll start with you, Wes. Your thoughts? I thought Brandon Marshall made some good points that Ryan Fitzpatrick's one of those guys who has total control of the offense. He has ownership of the offense, and Marshall was saying that he expects the best part of Fitzpatrick's career to be coming up in the next few years working with Chan Gailey, whom he – worked with in Buffalo. So I thought those were good points. And I don't think just because a report comes out that Kaepernick's interested in the Jets, that that also means the Jets are interested in him. Yeah, it's, it, it's the asset test will be in New York after Ryan Fitzpatrick's really excellent season. If they do go pursue other quarterbacks, it tells you a lot about what they think he can be next year and the year after. But Well, and that's even assuming he's there the year after. Sure. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, Kaepernick, though, I guess these players talk. And if he really does want out, and he hasn't even met Chip Kelly. Made it clear he hasn't even spoken to anyone in any even informal way. That is, is the word on Chip Kelly that negative among players that he already wants out of that system. Well, that's 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 an interesting thought, and also the idea of what what did I miss that Colin Kaepernick has any leverage to decide where he Thank goes you. at all? I mean, this is not 2013 anymore. I think any player, I guess, has you know, oh, it would be cool to play here. But I would, I don't know, I don't think his agent or whoever would be responsible. For leaking this or, or getting this out there is doing him any favors. Kaepernick's just got to be a good soldier and figure out how to get his career back on track. Yeah, it's strange to me. I, in one hand, Kaepernick, to me, makes a little sense in New York. He could work in a Chan Gailey type of system. He's the type of quarterback to get rid of the ball quickly. Maybe he learns that offense. That could fit him well. Have him compete with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Resign Fitzpatrick. He's the starter. Kaepernick's the backup. It's not that crazy. On the other hand, it's a it's a strange report. I mean, let, let's be honest. <laughs> the, we don't know that the 49ers are interested in getting rid of him at all. It's not up to Kaepernick at all. Even if it was, it's he's not going to dictate anything. So to me, it's a little meaningless where he wants to go. Maybe he wants to go to a bunch of teams. It just seems like one of those things sent out there, as Sean Payton would say, uh, to make a splash, the mm. splash report. <laughs> all right. Uh, in other news, this uh, involving one of the Super Bowl teams, uh, a quiet week for the Broncos. Took a turn Tuesday night. Ryan Murphy, who's a uh, practice squad safety, uh, was questioned in a prostitution sting. And for anybody, any student of the Super Bowl and stu- Super Bowl memories will immediately think of Eugene Robinson of the Falcons. Uh, a Was he a corner or safety? Safety. It also might think of Stanley Wilson of the Bengals, who was also, popped yeah. for cocaine before the Super Bowl. But Eugene Robinson, what made the kicker for him, he got he got caught with a prostitute. It was like the the same day or the or the day after he was given like the NFL Good Guy Award. He, uh, I think the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. Oh no! Or something so, like I could be wrong, but I, I think so. Obviously, Murphy 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 is not at the same level uh, as as what Eugene Robinson was uh, or. Uh, Stanley Wilson. Stanley Wilson, of course, was with Cincinnati. Uh, but just something the Broncos didn't want to have to deal with. I think they made it go away in a, in a pretty good way. It helped that he wasn't a big-time player. Yeah, it makes you think of those two incidences in the past, but there's a ma- couple of major differences. One, he's a practice squad player, so it doesn't really matter as much. And two, it happened so early in the week as opposed to the other events where they kind of were dealt that blow right before the game. I feel bad for his brother because uh, they arrested his brother and – the prostitute, Ryan Murphy, who's on the Broncos, got out scot-free. I don't know how he negotiated that. He was not arrested or anything. Mm. He was just involved and questioned in this report. We don't know what went on. Really, doesn't matter. As you say, it was a practice squad. But it shows what a quiet week this is. I happened to look this morning, see what uh, has been doing well on the site. That's been the most popular story of the week. Classic boss move, by the way. 
Hey, you got to check those a, metrics out. There's a lot of distractions. It's Super Bowl week. I'm tired. I'm busy. I got friends in town, but let me check in on those metrics. Oh, yeah. Got to check it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, DeMarco Murray. There is now uh, whispers uh, and a report from our own media insider, NFL Network media insider. Ian NFL Rappaport. media insider. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I've said it literally three billion times in the last three years. Ian Rappaport reports that the relationship uh, between DeMarco Murray, uh, the big uh, free agent ticket last year, who had a, a really bad first year with the Eagles, the relationship between Murray and the Eagles is now potentially heading towards a situation where there could be a divorce uh, uh, as soon as uh, this spring. Uh, he has a lot of money still coming his way, Mark. So you would think if, if that is a situation that happens, that would mean the Eagles really want him out of there. But this is just a bad marriage, and it doesn't seem like whether it ends this year or next year that it's going to have a happy ending. I mean, probably the most disappointing signing of any player last season. And another Chip Kelly link here. Who's cre- he's creating chaos all over the league at this point of <laughs> former and current players that don't want to be around him or want to get out of the situation. And I mean, it, Dallas would ever want him back. That'd be a very interesting reunion. Well, Des Bryant wants him back. He tweeted at him, you know, come at me. Come back, bro. And I don't think he's going to go anywhere because of the money that it would cost Philadelphia. Uh, in theory, maybe they could find it. I mean, would the Cowboys trade for him? Jerry Jones is just crazy enough to do that, give up a late-round pick. I don't know. DeMarco Murray was here on Radio Row today, and his comments were that he's excited about the offense and blah, blah, blah. So I, I tend to think he will be on the team. Chip Kelly stuck him with a lemon. I mean, DeMarco Murray, two Decembers ago, Ooh. we could see that he had lost a step. Chip Kelly knows the history on running backs with 500 touches in a season. He talked about it last summer, still signed him, and now the other, the new regime, they saw the film from 2015. They don't want this guy as their primary running back. So, yeah, so Murray's future up in the air. I did t- I'm looking forward to him ending up back with Dallas. I feel like it's inevitable. I had a tweet back in November that I would get to resurface my prediction. Oh, wow. That's what this is about, individual victories. Honest question, is it too late for Chip <laughs> Kelly to just simply vanish? Why? Like, just a couple weeks ago, you were all excited <laughs> that he landed in San Francisco. I'm not What's feeling happening? excited right now. I, I think Mark <laughs> needs a break from football. I think it's more no, like no, no. I just think like it just it just seems to me like shit. People talking. Chip Kelly Connor is or, just Connor Orr offset, nodding his head. Yeah, he's shaking his head. He's not happy. He loves Chip Kelly. Uh, Mark used to love Chip Kelly as recently as what two weeks ago. You thought it was a good si- well. Move, opinions but. change and alter over time. <laughs> and I think I think he misunderstood me, Greg. I, Connor was nodding uh, when I said I think Mark needs a break from football. Oh, I see. Connor was like, yep. <laughs> Get him away <laughs> from is, it. This is how I pay my rent, among other things. So let's continue to discuss football, please. Okay. We, we shall, Mark. You need Mark. more scotch trade in your life. That is true. Uh, all right. You need more scotch that, in your life. That's what's <laughs> happening in the NFL today. And, Mark, uh, yes, let's talk about football. You got rent. You got multiple kids. Mm-hmm. You got a wife. Oh, yeah. Uh, so you got to deliver. Got to. You got and some proud parents. They listen to the show. Yes, they and do. And Bab Sessler, of course. Uh, More so, talk about Mark, please. So let's talk <laughs> what about is happening? the scene in Denver. Well, with the Broncos, you've been there all week. Uh, and why don't you tell us a little, some takeaways from the week with the Broncos? Yeah, I mean, I think you nailed it. There, there isn't a lot going on, and you sort of wanted to dig in and find stuff. But I, the first thing for me was obviously Peyton Manning, and what happens with Peyton Manning is the, one, of the, one of the bigger Super Bowl stories, singularly, in a long time. It's massive. And it also has to do with what happened with Brock Osweiler. So as you uh, predicted, Dan, I did write that Osweiler piece this week, which at this point mm. is probably completely lost somewhere in the internet. Oh, it's a great piece. Yeah, sure. It's, it's still on the it's still Not on the denying site. that. It's just it's, it's, I, not, it's no longer featured on our website. You'd have a hard time finding I it. I thought you took that story in directions that other people wouldn't have. Well, you know, I didn't even I, read I it. Really, I really, <laughs> it's a good, good transition, Dan. Did, probably didn't even give it a glance. But Osweiler was very impressive. And you talk about a guy who's going into free agency and wants to make a pitch. I mean, he's got the Broncos over a barrel, number one. Because he, if, if Manning's gone, you know, he could not have handled this situation any better. So we went around, and I, I asked a lot of people to talk about the differences between these two quarterbacks on, when they were on the field, too, especially the wide receivers and their throwing style. And I was kind of surprised because I think that we look at their, their velocity and the way they deliver the ball so differently. And the wide receivers and their coach, almost to a man, kind of said, eh, 
Not really. I mean, Peyton's timing is unbelievable, but you got to adjust to anything that happens with any quarterback in there. Well, I think Brock Osweiler could have made it harder on them if he played better and didn't get benched. I mean, he could yes. be starting this game, which is such a crazy thing for him to be thinking if, if things had gone just a little differently. But watching them, and especially Peyton Manning this week, I think you did get a little bit of a different Peyton Manning. Him talking so much about his arm strength, for instance, and how it's been diminished ever since the neck surgeries and talking about some of his limitations, he's never really talked like that. He's talking yeah. like a guy who's about to play his last game. I have a question for you, Mark. Sure. Is are the Denver Broncos the most boring team you have ever covered? Whoa, that's Whoa, hard. That's you know, fire. it's hard to say anything Just like that. Questions. No, it's fair. I think that they there were there were not like again. It was kind of a storyline free week with them, and that's a good. That can be a good thing too. I, I again though, you when you have a chance to sit down and talk to players that you don't hear much from, and especially coaches, it's you really start to learn a lot about these guys. And I was really impressed, especially with the defensive coaches. I have a little bit of a Sessler, by the way that Brock Osweiler will play a snap. Mm. At least one relevant like series or two. I think we're going to see both quarterbacks. That's not good news for Greg's Courts of Thunder blog. That was part of our What's More oh, Life. Have you been updating your uh, women's tennis blog, Courts of Thunder, well, this I week? I thought it was I, I leave the company to start the Courts of Thunder if something happens, if Brock uh, Osweiler plays or something like that. Well, I think either way, you're probably out the door. But I do appreciate the Twitter followers that who have come at me asking me tennis questions now. I've tried to give some good analysis about the future of Angelique Kerber and whatnot. Oh, my God. And I will continue it. Maybe Greg needs less football. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's talk about Mark. Also, you, uh, you dug in a little bit with the two big pass rushers, Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware. Yeah, I mean, it, it, these are the type of guys where every single – person you talk to. By the way, TD playing what? Connect Four behind you. TD, we can hear you playing Connect Four by yourself. What are you doing? What is happening with you? I'm like, sure so I won't get fined, guys. It's, it's a sad and lonely existence there. <laughs> I mean, there's... I'll stop playing. I'll stop playing. This is the type of stuff. This is undermining the entire show. Damashek's going to come, well, Dan Dan gonna come down and put a beating on you. TD, an, answer, answer this honestly. Yeah. Uh, would you be playing Connect Four during the R&B podcast? Oh. Uh, I'll be dropping hot beats. That was a valiant effort to wedge yourself into the show again. As you said to me privately, that's not even the most hip-hop podcast on NFL media, TD. So let's come correct. Uh, You already used up your plug for your other show. Uh, There's enough people on the set right now that aren't loyal to the ATN thoughts, right? (laughs) Start cutting some heads. All right, go ahead. Uh, well, it's, I, with DeMarcus Ware and, and, and Von Miller, just the amount of admiration that came from the coaches especially and how I kind of joked with the, one, with the outside linebackers coach, I mean, how easy is your job with these guys in the, in the room? And he's like, DeMarcus Ware is basically a teacher, and he's teaching everyone. And the guy said, I'm the one coach that can check out at 5 p.m. and go home. I mean, he was kidding, but <laughs> they, he got it done. I mean, I, I wanted to focus on him because if they're going to have a chance to win this game, these two guys need to create – the disruption and havoc they did against the Patriots two weeks ago. We've talked a lot about Peyton Manning's legacy. Let me ask you guys this. Does DeMarcus Ware need a Lombardi trophy to enter the Hall of Fame, or is he already a Hall of Famer? Mm. Isn't it kind of weird, like, thinking about a pass rusher in the same way? Because it's really not fair to, to me really to even look at a quarterback that way. So I'm certainly I don't think I think that he needs a Super Bowl. It certainly would be nice for the resume in the same way it was very nice for Michael Strahan to go out with a, with a ring, oh, but I, I, think I don't that, think he needs it. I think Strahan, that was a big boost for it him. It was a huge yeah. boost. He was not a guy that you always thought of as a lock until the very end of his career, and then he ended up only waiting two years to get in. I think it's a great point, though, that Ware is one of the best players of the last decade, but he's been pretty under the radar this week. Von Miller, to me, is one of the best defenders of the last five years. If you're going to look at a matchup that you feel good about for the Broncos, it's those two guys against Michael Orr and Mike Remmers. I mean, if they want to take over the game and have that sort of Michael Strahan, Justin Tuck performance, they'll be remembered forever for that. Yeah, I mean, the, the, his coach, his position coach, said absolutely he's a Hall of Famer. And it was everyone's talking about wanting to win for Peyton, but there were a lot of defensive players that also said, we want to win one for DeMarcus Ware. I Interesting. mean, it's, it's, it's another guy with that kind of attention. And anybody else, anything else to report, the, the only other thing, Shane Ray, who was, again, gushing over Von Miller and Ware, I looked down at his phone and it was, like, shattered. And I thought, this guy's making a lot of cash. He probably could do a lot with Scott Trade. And I just said, what's going on with your phone, man? I mean, what, what happened here? And he, he dropped it in the elevator apparently that morning, and he was legitimately mm. bummed out. He's like, it's kind of ruined my week. It's one of the worst things that could happen. <laughs> it's one of the worst things that could happen to a person. 
In my experience, is your your cell phone breaks, like the screen. Top five worst things a human being could endure, yes. Can't a Super Bowl linebacker get some flunky to get him a new phone? Yeah, you got to figure they can hook him up with a new phone. I I don't know. He was not not team issued. He was out of moves. He was not a happy person. So That's true. All right, so that is the scene uh, over on the Denver Broncos side. And we did have an embedded reporter uh, on the Panthers side. And, you know, he is a man uh, that lives in a haunted mansion. I believe he's 27 or 27 years old. 27. And somehow he owns a house, pays Probably a mortgage. Probably has got trade. He's engaged. Only the only guy here that owns a house, that's for sure. I don't understand how he got himself in this predicament, but here he is now covering the Panthers Super Bowl week, so he's doing something right. Connor Orr. Oh. All right. Wow. Oh, Wait, let's let's say hello to this man. What's how up, are you, man? Wow, this is, this is awkward. Yeah. This is like uh, yeah. This is like Jordan being introduced. This is terrific. If you're listening to the podcast, you're missing a really awkward move where five whites stood up. (laughs) And And Connor and I did like a a half fist bump. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's too. Fair point. Um, Connor, welcome to the Around the NFL podcast Super Bowl edition. Hi, guys. Now, Connor's original idea when, you know, pitching ideas for, (laughs) you know, what we're going to do for the show each week was instead of me introducing him him in that traditional way, like just now, he was going to kind of do what? What was your original plan in your mind? <laughs> a million-dollar idea, I thought. Well, since I spent most of my day in, like, a house coat and shorts, I just kind of wanted to wander onto the set wearing essentially what I wear every day to come to work and uh, <laughs> and then just deliver the news, you know? That's, I, I would have <laughs> liked that, just stumbling into it. I, wait, you wear a house coat? I thought those, like, went out of vogue in, like, 1820. Have you ever worn a house? It's fantastic. No. Is this like a Hugh Hefner thing? Uh, it's like a flannel Hugh Hefner thing. Can you yeah. s- can you send a picture of, of yourself in that outfit? Maybe we could put it on the around around the NFL Twitter hand. I think a lot of people would be into that. So it, it's something that you can, if you go outside, can you continue to wear it? Um, no, that's a no. no. Okay, yeah. no, it's just no. curious. <laughs> Listen, the house coat, Connor wearing a house coat is genuinely so breaking layers. news right now. There's going to be a Twitter account called Connor's House Coat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Connor, you, and again, thank you for joining us. Uh, Connor, you were covering the Panthers all week. Mark just shared his takeaways. Let's hear some from you. One of the things that I thought was pretty amazing is that, you know, everyone's always saying that Cam Newton is changing. He's evolved. He's a more mature player. I don't think that's necessarily true, but I think the Broncos or the Panthers surrounded him with a bunch of older guys hmm. that make everybody else more tolerable of him in, in, a, in a way. Like, you know, so the Roman Harpers, Jericho Codgers hmm. of the world, they understand that in order to win, everyone's got to get behind the quarterback. And so they're kind of his almost a buffer in a way. A buffer to, between him and who, though? The media or teammates or what? I think teammates. I mean, I don't think that Cam is the easiest person to get along with necessarily. Whoa. I don't think that's ever been the, the you know, uh, something that's debatable. You know, he rubs some people the wrong way, but you know, all these guys are like, hey, let's embrace it. You know, if he's if he's what, the way he is, let's let's all what, just get uh, this is. Pro- I assume the most time you've ever spent around Cam Newton. What was kind of like your takeaway just in seeing how he was dealing with the press and things of that nature? I think it's great. I mean, you know, we always beg for honesty from athletes, and he's been dead honest all week. I mean. He was calling out that poor Jerno, just asking the question about uh, uh, how, how much does it mean to you to be here? And Cam was just ready, man. As soon as he asked the question, he rolled his eyes, he smiled, and then he just blasted the poor guy. It was, uh, it was great. He's kind of won Chris Wessling over this week. Talk about breaking news. Well, I've always liked Cam Newton. I always thought that his preening was a little over the top. Well, you famously have called him a preening schmo Which he on is. the podcast. Multiple <laughs> He's times. absolutely a preening schmo. That doesn't mean I have to hate him. I just want him to stop dancing on first downs get in the end zone dance all you want and again <laughs> we've talked about this on tuesday you can have a more nuanced take you don't have to hate him but i, I have liked him like connor said we always ask for honesty he's been honest he's been funny the guy asked him today a really stupid question why are you wearing socks with sandals and he just looked at him and said why are you wearing jeans with shoes <laughs> I mean, it's just, love it and to me that encapsulated the whole week that's that is about it. That's about as in-depth analysis as you get. Yeah, and yesterday even I was surprised, uh, Chris. I don't know if you texted me or something, and you're like, I, ha- I have a confession that that Cam's kind of won you over. You like him a lot more by the end of this week than you did before. Not yeah. only did Wes wear a blazer today, a suit jacket, really. He also has a solid gold, like four thousand carat Super Bowl know, fifty pin. Imp- oh yeah, what is it? are you are you peacocking on the show today? What's happening? <laughs> they gave them to all of us for free. I'm the only one who looked in my envelope. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going what peacocking. Else? Josh, Nor- Josh Norman, by the way, of course. Uh, 
He's a big Ultimate Warrior fan, first of mm. all. Yeah, Josh Norman, Ultimate Warrior fan. I asked him today, like, it was just him and I, and I said, if you could, if you, who's your hero growing up? It can't be a football player. So, you know, and he's like, what do you mean? And I said, literally anybody in the entire world. <laughs> and he said, well, I want to be the Ultimate Warrior. So I said, that's great, man. You know, that's, that's, what, he, that's what he is. He's, he's loud. He's stronger than everybody else. He's faster than everybody else. I love it. I mean, you talk about warming, having to warm up to someone. I went in thinking mm. about Josh Norman the way that you felt about Cam Newton, and I walked away completely different. I, I think he's fantastic. Well, that is our, our editor back in uh, Culver City, David Ely, who's a huge Panthers fan, there has been a controversy between Connor Orr and David Ely all year on Slack. Quit slacking. Sign up for slack today. And it's because you have relentlessly gone on against Josh Norman, as have others, and so you've been won over. Impressive. I, I think that Josh Norman and Cam Newton, people like to talk like you were saying, you know, Cam Newton hasn't matured. The people around him have matured. I just think they've matured as players. Josh Norman was an okay player, and now he's a good player. Like I talked to a coach this week who said he's always been the most confident guy in the room. He just got better. And I think that's what Cam Newton, he's always been – such a unique quarterback this year in the last year he's become more like other great quarterbacks where he goes through his reads and he's good from the pocket and he looks off safeties and that's kind of where the growth comes from yeah by the way scott trade your moment is now we're going to hand it to cam newton Super Bowl sunday it's a big honor mm. gotta pay the bills guys it is it is his moment <laughs> it's his season it's his moment and i think one of the articles i wrote was is, he, is this the greatest dual threat season of all time by any quarterback? Does he have a chance to be the greatest dual threat quarterback in history? Hmm. Uh, what else, Connor? What else can you tell us? I thought that Ron Rivera played his team so beautifully this week. I mean, you talk about a guy, the Broncos, losing a practice squad player uh, in a prostitution sting. Ron Rivera brings up Eugene Robinson. He brings him out to Ooh. talk to the team. The next day, those players were legitimately... Wait, the Eugene Robinson came in, talked to about the Panthers. his fucker yeah. heat. Mm. And... You know, so then the next day was their off day, and you're talking to these guys. San Francisco is an hour away from where you're staying. Nobody was going to San Francisco. I mean, nobody was leaving that hotel. They were legitimately terrified, but in a good way. I mean, I think he kind of scared the opportunity into them, which is, that's what good Hunter, coaches do. Didn't you write it? You wrote a great piece about how they've, like, torn down the connecting doors in their hotel room, and they're <laughs> playing, like, video games and stuff together? They're acting like... We totally would if we were given the opportunity. You know, they, like, busted in the deadbolted door of the conjoining hotel rooms and created, like, a no-alcohol, no-women nightclub. Well, that's not us. Well, what's the name? Club Club Shiznit, right? Club Shiznit. I love it. That's a fantasy football team name for next year, everybody. Mark, by the way, while we're here, uh, can you just tell the audience about your... Uh, scare your near miss a, a prosto sting in your past absolutely not and i'll tell you what I'll, i think i i think it's actually well we don't need to go back down that road but it's a serious yeah. topic to be honest and i it's it, i don't think that the broncos when they spoke about Wait, it mark Kubi- is pivoting it out no, of this I, with like a dead serious I, I, point when kubiak spoke yeah, about it he put all bit. we feel disappointed for the player well there's other aspects to this so but what sorry about, to take it down a serious road no but, but what happened yeah. with you with your prosto sting <laughs> Literally nothing. Try stop trying to cook things up that don't exist Mark on a national a on an international podcast. The wild eyes are coming out. Yeah, they're out. I didn't think I'd get wild eyes on that. I got to be honest with you. Um, all right, so Connor, hey, stick around for the rest of the show, buddy, because you know why? Really? You know, there's one thing. Connor suddenly you... has a look of panic in his eyes. This wasn't planned. No. Yeah, I didn't research this far. It's, I didn't read the note. I hope you're ready because, but a little la- a little later, we're gonna ask you a question. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm ready, baby. All right. Let's go. All right. Let's now move on, uh, talk a little Super Bowl superlatives. And, uh, you know, this will be our chance. Uh, it's kind of a prediction st- uh, segment, if you will. But uh, at, a, at its heart, it allows us to kind of get a little detail about what people will remember Super Bowl 54 when the uh, uh, dust uh, settles. Let's now, or clears. Ah, the dust does something. It's not in your way anymore. It settles. Yeah. It's, it's okay. not going to be dusty after this game is over. That much is for sure. All right, so let's go around the horn here and each share a Super Bowl superlative. We'll start with the quiet storm with them wild eyes. <laughs> All right, so most likely to yank the Lombardi trophy out of Peyton Manning's hands, run 100 yards across the stadium, mm. out of the tunnel, into his car, and drive away forever, colon, John Elway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so it's going to be the, 
this one's also for John. That's exactly right. I don't think scenario. he could, you know, listen, he he wanted to get rid of Tim Tebow because he didn't like the glare being taken away from Elway. And Ooh. when Peyton Manning gets a little, a, hot has take. a little bit of a bigger moment than Elway went out on, I think he's going to say, I can't handle it. i got to take that Lombardi trophy back from me. Bart, would still love trying to, to get back at John Elway for the drive. Uh, John Elway, by the way. Years. Oh, one, quick, one quick take. John Elway, that guy is still going to the gym. We saw him up in the stands on media day, and he's got some biceps. Not to go back to the point, but if you really want to get rid of him, a little Prosto Sting frame job, Mark. Oh, okay, not commenting. <laughs> it's a very hot topic with Mark. Very serious business. Uh, Wes, give us a superlative. The most likely to walk off into the sunset. Wait, 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 wait. Do we want to guess, or do we? Should we Ooh. guess? Well, Peyton Manning would be the obvious guess, but. You're not an obvious man, Wes. That's been the talking point that, yeah. you know, you can't talk about Peyton Manning without mentioning a sunset or a rodeo. All right, so who is it? That's <laughs> true. It's not Peyton Manning because he's not going to win the game. Ooh. It's Jared Allen, who kind Ooh, of has been sorry. a shadow of his former self over the last two years, entering his mid-30s. Borderline Hall of Famer, but I think he knows there's not much left in the tank. Go out with the Lombardi trophy. Yeah, you want to talk about another guy who could – Burnish a Hall of Fame career if he had two sacks in this game, does something memorable. He was having that's a good point. A good game in the division round. He did not have a good season, but he had a monster performance against the Seahawks. So it wasn't that long ago. Of course, he's now coming off an injury, but it wasn't that long ago. He isn't, played pretty well. Isn't he hovering around the top five all-time sack leaders? Some, something like that. So you give him a ring. I don't know. Is Jared Allen a Hall of Famer? You know, I wouldn't think so, but this certainly, like Michael Strayer, and would help the case. Connor. Give us a superlative, baby. <laughs> Most likely to haughtily answer a question Ooh. about media doubters after the game. I'm going to go with Josh Norman. I'll go with Josh Norman. Peyton Manning, baby. Come on. Whoa. Oh, come on. <laughs> do we not, do we not see this playing out where, you know, after the game, the Broncos edge it out, and they're like, Peyton, what about all the people that said you didn't have the arm strength? And he's like, oh, guys, like, you know, I don't read it, but. But maybe, hey, Woody Page, I'll throw a football at you or something like that. Like, you know, that, that, that exact thing is happening when, when the Broncos win the uh, Super Bowl. You're but so not right. I hate that question, too. Hey, you were one of the doubters. Yeah. Just say, hey, remember when I didn't think you were going to win this game? If you're going to say that, I'd respect you. If they win this game, if the Broncos win the game and Peyton Manning does the sunset move, the old sheriff, Wes, is a, that's what they call him. Sheriff's rodeo, sunset. It's like a 19th century western. You think he's going to go the Michael Jordan route and just use a, a, like one of the greatest moments of his life to just be spiteful and go at reporters and people that wronged him? That's what I would do. I mean, <laughs> yeah. That would be his Hall of Fame speech like uh, MJ did in 09. But uh, I, that's, that's an interesting one. If they, but if they, if they win... Jim Nance is going to just go. They're going to do like 48 hour coverage of the game. Oh, boy. Just talking about Peyton Manning. And we'll be, well, we won't be watching it. We'll be busy. All right, I'll throw <laughs> one out there now. <clears throat> this one's a little wordy, so I'll have to read it. Most likely to be arrested for trespassing, disturbing the peace, public lewdness, peddling counterfeit merchandise, and carrying a concealed Creed album outside the stadium. Hmm. What yeah, was that so guy's name? Owen Daniels. It is Scott Stapp, the oh. uh, former lead singer of Creed, who. <laughs> Who earlier in the week, he thought this was going to be a big week for his career. He tried to, like, make some moves, a power play about maybe recording a song. That's what you read into that. With the Panthers. And I think since it's gotten a little quiet, the Creed storyline, he's going to show up <laughs> at the stadium demanding uh, some, you know, direct conversations with Panthers uh, people. And it's going to probably lead to a tasing. I'm sorry. I, I think that's absolutely an accurate assessment of how this is going to play out. Sorry, Scott. Greg. Uh, my superlative, most likely to inspire angry letters to the editor. Mm. Obviously Cam Newton. Well, you would think it would be Cam Newton, but it's not. It's Von Miller because he's mm. going to get some of those sacks, and he's going to be shaking, shaking his junk, whatever he likes to do. Okay. Okay. And uh, it's the most <laughs> offensive thing in sports. I, How is I don't, that offensive? I don't what? get offended by anything, and I'm not offended oh, by this, but he pretty much simulates – uh, a sex act after every set. That's only offensive in rural towns you 47 years ago. put this on the big ago. stage, I think people are going to get angry. Greg, this is not very like you for you to make this move. But you're know. saying not you. You're saying it's going to come from other people. Right. It's not thought, coming from me. It was trying to say that I really think Von Miller is going to have a good game and take care of Mike Remmers. 
I thought that's the part league, of it I thought the league office actually came down on him earlier this season. And he did, but I don't know if you, his his AFC championship celebration was uh, was strong, <laughs> and it was in. He's got an international <laughs> audience to play to. He's like, oh, he's like one Super Bowl win from recording like a two live crew type album. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I got another one, by the way. Ooh, Let's do it. I'll Lay throw it out there. Uh, this one's kind of like a serious one. The Creed one was like, I was doing a bit, but this is serious. <laughs> Most likely to have a Timmy Smith slash Chris Matthews WTF game. Ooh. Any guesses? Well, I mean, those like guys. Billy Brown. Ronnie Hillman? Jericho Cotchery. Ooh. Interesting. Jet. So I mean, yeah, yeah, the Hillman would be totally what WTF, but a nice little Jericho Cotchery game. You know, it sticks it to Jets fans a little bit. He has nine catches for 132 yards and a touch. Best chance. That's My, not happening. Well, while we're throwing out extras, I, I have one. Most likely to inspire a breathless, almost tearful, and excited post-game post by Chris Wesseling. Wow. Owen Daniels again. <laughs> Mike Tolbert. No. I love these posts because Wes, when he digs in, he'll dig into his old book collection. We'll have a nice anecdote from the past that will tie in neatly with the present. It's got to be a guy he's loved for a long time, and that's Jonathan Stewart. Because you can't you oh, yeah. see mm. Jonathan Stewart getting 130 yards in a blowout, and maybe he doesn't win the MVP, but mm. what a moment for him after a lot of setbacks in his the career. The subject of a West special. I like he, that. He was one of the charter members, members of the Stable of Boys. There you go. <laughs> stable of Boys. <laughs> I forgot about the Stable of Boys. Let's make a, yeah, in the offseason, bring back Stable of Boys talk. Uh, all right, so that's a good superlative uh, seg, guys. Well Thanks done by good all. stuff. Everybody's mostly. doing really good work today. Uh, all right, let's now move. It's time. You know, we've been teasing it for two weeks. You know, if you, if you read between the lines, you might know who we think is going to win the game. But only now will you find out what each of the heroes believe will, ha- will happen on Sunday at Super Bowl 50 with halftime entertainment, Coldplay. By the way, is that the Coldplay press conference? Uh, uh, today, Thursday, and that is a charming Brit. Right up yeah. there with Handsome Hank, uh, very charming British man. Charmed the pants off all the ladies in my section at the press conference. Literally? There were, there were like literally like four aws. <laughs> and one woman in the stand that asked a question, asked a question in the press conference said, oh, and can I also get a hug? And he kind of laughed it off. But then when the press conference ended, uh, he's walking up the stage and he's like, who wanted the hug? And then he hugs the woman, and again, you hear, aw. And then I said, because I had it on video, I sent it to my wife, Emily, a big, big Chris Martin uh, fan, uh, and she, she said she watched it five times. Where was his Charming. offspring named Apple? Apple and Moses. <laughs> the first question from uh, Kevin Frazier, the hard-hitting journo of um, entertainment, <laughs> the entertainment world. His first Be question here. was. He does work for NFL Network as well. Okay. Uh, his first question was, <laughs> will Apple and Moses be watching the game? Uh-huh. The first question of the entire press conference. Well, You've got well, to get the obvious one yeah. out of the way. and then What's right. the deal with celebrity culture, guys? Well, I mean, come on. At Dude. this point, charming Brit is almost redundant. It's like, we get it, guys. You're charming. Affable, even. Way to go. <laughs> Greg, country. annoyed with all of Britain, which is most of our <laughs> podcast listenership. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So let's get into the predictions. Again, we'll go around the horn. Mark, uh, give us a final score. Mm-hmm. A game MVP and one bold prediction. Or a Sessler, as we know it. Well, hold on. See, I'm, there's a board behind TD. I don't know if he's still watching the show himself, TD. But <laughs> all these players that have visited this set have picked almost unanimously the Panthers. Yeah. Well, they're all wrong. Whoa! The Denver Broncos are going to... You say they're boring. They've had a boring week. That's fine. They're not going to be boring. I'm not the only one who said no, that. No, I, I, I think many agree. They're going to win this game 28-27. <laughs> It's going to be fantastic. The MVP, obviously, wow. is going to be Peyton Manning. He's going to play one of the great games. It's just going to come wow. out of nowhere. High scoring game. Huh? High scoring Absolutely. game. Absolutely. And my bold prediction is that in the locker room, the Panthers locker room, Connor won't like this, Josh Norman will be saying that he's been overlooked for the MVP award because it's been given to the winning team's quarterback. <laughs> and it will fall on deaf ears this time. He deserves it. That is remarkable. Three weeks ago, Mark, you had the eyes out, and you were saying there's no way the Broncos can win in the divisional round because it would be the worst <laughs> AFC title game and the worst Super Bowl ever if they survived that game. And now you got them winning the Super Bowl. Three weeks ago, I loved Chip Kelly. I was delusional. I'm starting Come to on. gain clarity. He's bewitched, Mark, bedeviled, and enchanted I by the Denver Broncos. Mark is officially... 
picked uh, every team he's covered for a straight season. So I'm glad you could <laughs> well, keep that up. I was right last year. All right, Mark, I love that pick. Your gutsy Wes. I've got Panthers winning 29-16, Cam Newton MVP. Bolt prediction, Graham Gano sets a Super Bowl record with five field goals. Love it. Hubba hubba, that will <laughs> get people crazy. <laughs> Love people it when you get, get some Gano into the show. He's going to hit field goals of like 38, 30, uh, 24, 39, Big 41. Big leg, he's going 60. And 50. Uh, that's pretty good, Wes. That's a good pick. But can Connor make a better pick? <laughs> yes. Uh, I have the Panthers winning 41 to 29. Okay. Uh, Interesting my score. MVP is Shaq Thompson. You love Shaq Thompson. <laughs> wow. And my bold prediction is that the Broncos will miss an extra point in the first quarter. That's the most Connor Orish bold prediction ever. <laughs> yeah. You're going out the way you came in with just bizarre both picks. Well, the pick's yeah, not bizarre. Connor but, didn't want to be but, right on too many things, so after picking the Panthers, he had to ruin it with Shaq Thompson. Just you wait and see, baby. 99-yard fumble return this game. Turns it on its side. Wow. Right there. We've had mostly entertaining Super Bowls in the last 10 years or so. The last stinker was the Broncos. Uh, it's going to be another stinker, in my opinion. I, I see it as Panthers 34-13. Cam wins MVP. And my bold prediction, Cam Newton, the first quarterback in Super Bowl history to rush for over 100 yards. Oh, I love it. I like that one. Mm, thank you. I would, I would go with that And one. finally, the boss. I think it won't be a big blowout, like you said, but it won't be an entertaining game in the fourth quarter. I have the Buzz Panthers <laughs> winning this game, I believe, in the neighborhood of 27 to 16. Cam Newton as the MVP. Copies off my score. And uh, Kwan Short is going to get another safety. Another safety helps ruin the Broncos early in the game. This time, it's the defense that pulls it off. It's not just a mistake. He's going to get three sacks. Wow, there you go. Four of the five heroes take the Panthers to win handily. Mark going all in on the Sheriff. Who could have saw that coming? All right, we're running out of time now, so let's get straight to it. Uh, you know, Connor, like I said in the intro, he, he's a young man uh, with a lot of responsibility, both at, at home and at the office. So what he needs to do every once in a while just to keep his sanity is to get some things off his chest. And that's why we created the segment, uh, Are You Kidding Me? Yeah. There it is. Or are you kidding me? I love uh, it. Get us going, Connor. What do you got? I was on a uh, I was on a heavy A-lister flight out here. Uh, to, well, actually to Hawaii because I went to the Pro Bowl uh, before I came here to the Super Bowl. And uh, I've noticed sort of a class system developing in airline travel that I'm not really happy with. And that is if you're in first class, you're allowed to use any bathroom. But mm. God forbid there's an emergency and we need to cross the velvet rope, we're done. Mm. Wow. <laughs> this is an outrage. It's not just a flight war. It's a class war. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I, you know, I, I think, you know. Wait. <laughs> I mean, that's awesome shredding. I don't know who does it. but okay. That's actually live, me. That's, that's we need to get a live guitarist that. next year. How yeah. great would that be? <laughs> All right. Go on, Connor. I, you know, I, I just feel like... You, you, there's like this really condescending velvet rope that they actually put up on the flight, and it's like, okay, you can't come in here, but if we need to come out there, like if we need to take your space, totally fine. It's an insult. I mean, I'm totally with you on that. It doesn't seem right, Connor. It feels like we should all be seen as human beings, but instead they're both gods and mere mortals. <laughs> what? <laughs> Anything else, Connor? I don't really think so, you know. I, this has been, I, I spent the week in Hawaii. It mellowed me out a little bit, Ooh, you know. Interesting. Like, uh, you know, it's. it's you don't have anything of... to complain about Hawaii or anything? Wait, that, so the segment's essentially done. <laughs> <laughs> I figured, like, or are you kidding me would last until my wedding. And then that would be, that would be the end of. All right, well, anger. you got some things off your chest. That's very important. I do want to say, by the way, uh, we had sent out a word on Twitter about a, our meetup on Friday at 7.30 p.m. here in San Francisco. It is still happening, but the venue will change, unfortunately. Uh, we didn't do the proper research. The original place we sent out uh, <laughs> is booked. Uh, they're closed for a private event. They're in the very, future, very Maybe worried. when you're supposed to meet with like a lot of people from all around uh, maybe the world, you should double-check these things. We did not. Or maybe we, we should have booked it for a private <laughs> well, event. Well, it was booked by the Jeselnik show. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. So just Friday, how do you, how do you get off on that being a plug, too? 
I don't know. He's this the is, one who brought it this up. This aggression well, will I not stand, man. Well, I forgot the acronym, man. so I had just went Jezelnik. Um, <laughs> anyway, so Friday night, 7.30 in San Francisco. Check out on Twitter, at Around the NFL, and our personal handles uh, for the details where it will be. Make sure you check that out. Uh, and that is it for the Thursday uh, edition of the Around the NFL podcast. The next time you hear from us, we'll be at KNBR in San Francisco, where we'll be doing our third annual post-Super Bowl recap show. There's no other... There is no other podcast in the business that's doing that show. Right, TD? No, 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 no. no. no I should do, yeah, I should do like a rap like you do on the R&B show about this. I just, I'm not prepared. I would love to hear that right now. <laughs> yeah. uh, Nate Burleson, uh, you know, I should take notes from him. But we will be doing a show Sunday night from KNBR. Uh, we're going to get that. It won't be on KNBR. It'll be a podcast. And we'll get that up as soon as possible. But we're going to use their studio. Big mistake by them. And then retire to a bar afterwards. And we all look forward to it. Yummy. So uh, get excited. Super Bowl 50 is almost here. This is Dan Hansis signing off for Quiet Storm. The mailman. Mr. Connor Orr. The boss. And I see black tie over there. Hey, day. Tell the Super Bowl. Damashek here. Make sure you check out the Dave Damashek football program from Super Bowl 50 San Francisco. Ike Taylor, Maurice Jones, Drew, Handsome Hank, and Anthony Barr, the Vikings, breaking down Super Bowl 50. Make sure you check it out on NFL.com slash podcasts or on iTunes. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility.